Welcome back to the Life at Cabri podcast. I am Serena Hussein, and you're probably going to get some lovely bird um, noise, bird sound in the background because it's nice and bright and early. It's around the sort of the school run time, so this is being recorded before the sort of day's work has to happen and uh, it's going to be a very different and potentially controversial uh, shocking for some and not so shocking for others who follow me and speak to me on my various platforms of content so strap in perhaps you need to grab yourself a tea you know I love my tea as is very plain to see on my Instagram if you are connected with me on my Patreon, then you know I'm a creative at heart and perhaps you have found me through LinkedIn, through business um, to do with my coaching or my brand story course which should be um, available um, by the time you hear this, um, at least by June 2022. So I am here to speak to you about something I don't usually get into. In the past I have spoken about Um, gender, I have spoken about shame in South Asian community um, in a panel panel discussion on my podcast. It was available on my YouTube for various reasons. I removed it and also sort of removing older content because I'm not the same as I was before. There's that sort of dilemma as a content creator and a creative where you feel like past work doesn't really reflect who you are now. And I think the beauty of being a digital content creator you can delete it doesn't have to stay out there unless people remember I'm not at a point of fame or um, notoriety in any way for people to remember what I said before so I have the luxury um, I am able to remove those things and start again right now I want to speak to you about femininity about the role of a woman in a family and what it means to sort of feel like a woman, be a woman, enjoy being a woman and uh, working and being in a relationship and in a family and a traditional sort of perspective as well as thinking about feeling seen and heard and welcome in various family settings and and how um, there's sort of a a possibility to be seen, heard, respected and valued for all that you have to contribute if we are perhaps less resistant to things and I'm, I'm going to get into this, most are going to probably tune out and feel like they just don't, do not resonate with what I'm saying. Um, I, I would just ask you this, just try and uh, be uh, open to this perspective even if we don't agree. Um, that would be absolutely fabulous. I'm going to jump straight in from the point of view of marriage and the role of a woman in in a marriage, in a relationship from my perspective, um, being a mother as well as um, being sort of quite a integral role to the family and the household so I'm coming at it from that perspective and this is completely uh, unscripted and I am 
shooting from the hip and I'm going to allow myself to just sort of channel what it is I want to say so there'll be lots of pauses you might want to put this on sort of 1.25 speed my favorite speed for content and uh, yeah let's let's uh, let's just simmer with this let's not boil or or get uh, completely (laughs) off um, the heat okay Hmm. I have questioned what I want my role to be in life as a mum as a potential wife I'm currently not married. I used to be married and I am looking to be married. That sounded really weird, but you know what I mean. That's what I, my intention is. I'm intentionally um, aligning myself to, to that. Um, marriage is important for me. So I'm thinking about my role in my near future and what my role is now. I'm living a life where I put my daughter's health and well-being and my health and well-being first as number one. Work and everything else has to come second even though all all are sort of happening at once and I live alone with my daughter and I'm very independent and have made sure I haven't become hyper-independent so that I'm not able to be a cooperative partner in a future relationship. So I test myself. I push myself out of my comfort zone. I do things for others that feel inconvenient for me. And I allow myself to exist in other settings and spaces when I would rather just do me. So what that means is I'm making sure that I'm not purely just serving myself. Serving myself is important. It's something that I didn't know how to do and I had to learn how to do this. It got me in a lot of trouble where I wasn't aware of what my needs were, what I was feeling, I wasn't registering what I felt and I would react. I never was aware of what I needed and what was going on and why I was feeling the way I was and so I just flip-flopped and reacted and burnt out and there was that cycle. I found myself in very unhealthy dynamics, relationship situations and wasn't able to voice what the hell was going on and was a participant in those um, unhealthy dynamics. Even though I see how I was treated very ill, I was a participant, uh, quite an unconscious one in that. And because I wasn't aware of what I needed, I knew that this time that I um, had for myself post-separation and divorce after 10 years of being married and sort of focusing on re-establishing myself and focusing on my daughter for the nearly seven years that it has been, I have sort of intentionally and unintentionally been re-parenting myself. And 
fully trying to fully appreciate what I need, when I need it, and what I'm feeling when I get um, sort of um, suddenly activated by something that makes me very emotional and also being aware of why I react the way I do, how I would prefer to respond when I need to and what I need day to day and 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 what I would need to do in order to compensate for when I don't get that time to serve myself so so understanding wh- how you need to serve yourself and really be there for yourself and show up for yourself is step one because then when you are giving to somebody else when you are having to compromise when you are in an inconvenient place or setting and you've had to give up your time and parents you know this you know it's called being selfless and all the rest of it but it gets annoying (laughs) it gets frustrating because you're having to give up a lot of yourself and so you have to balance out again we never have balance but you have to compensate you have to figure out how to serve yourself again you've got to press reset you've got to come back to that book you're trying to write or come back to that plan you were writing or devising come back to the home improvements that you were doing or come back to that job application once you've dealt with the needs of others because you accept and appreciate that having a family life and a relationship and relationships in your life are crucial and therefore it requires us to accept that there will be times where it will be an inconvenience, it will not be great, but that's what it means to intimately um, be present and showing up for somebody else. Um, And then we know how to reset and come back to ourselves. So I didn't know how to do any of this at all. I really didn't. And now when I go through the cycles of challenges with my daughter and her complex unique needs um, and I navigate the reality of adoptive parenthood and adoptive single parenthood and trying to co-parent with um, a past sort of husband, I was going to say past partner but that sounds weird, but like an ex-husband whom I don't exactly have sort of a relationship with but it's very sort of copacetic and we say but sort of civil and um, polite with yet not really able to fully sort of communicate with because that's best um, to have that sort of um, arrangement Um, trying to navigate all of this gosh does it get exhausting and then trying to make something of life Um, trying to to care for your own mental health and take care of your own needs all of this it oh gosh it can get incredibly um, draining and then within that sort of life uh, you have to then figure out you where do you fit in? Where do I fit in in all of this? I'm giving, 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 giving here. I don't feel seen over there. I don't feel heard over there. Perhaps I'm not listening um, to myself. Perhaps I'm not seeing myself and I need to sort of attend to those needs. And so being, um, becoming, becoming aware of those things is part of, I I guess, self, um, 
awakening, enlightenment, um, although there is a sort of their ego self and then there's the other self. Um, but, but it's part, I would say it's part and parcel of that journey. And then comes the, the consideration of future partners, life partners, future husbands, their values, my values, because you see when you become more aware and you become more thoughtful about your own needs, much more thoughtful, you become thoughtful about your ideas, your values, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, who you are because you start to strip back all the persona, you strip back all the patterns, the things that I've, I, I mentioned patterns briefly in a previous episode but once you start stripping back those things you become awake you know you kind of awaken to ah but but what is important to me and and I I had dismissed this but marriage is important to me I loved being married I really did um I loved to cook. I still love to cook, but I'm just going to talk about sort of as a wife. I loved to cook. I loved to host. It was so Stepford wife. I really enjoyed that. I love playing that role. Was it because, oh, um, I enjoyed being seen, valued, appreciated. I don't think I can say that I felt any of those things in my marriage so actually being that host that person who would bring people together to cook and entertain and nurture and nourish that was uh, quite core for me it was part of my core nature and it was one that I started to dismiss because I thought that it wasn't very modern. I thought perhaps this wasn't evolved of me, that there's more to me, there is more that I can be, so why am I only seeing myself in this lens? But I'm not, it's part of it. It's This part of me that I dismissed is actually really important to me it's who I am and I and I want to own that and I want to uh, let that be feminine energy nurturing energy I want that to be it because it is it for me that is how I see it that's how I feel it and I, and I enjoyed how it slotted really well into a dynamic with a husband and that we had our roles to play and we all have a role to play in a family we all have a road uh, a role to play in a household we all have a job to do as humans in life and uh, we all have a role to play in our communities if you are really plugged in and connected to your community perhaps it's a faith-based one or not um, we all have a role to play we all are useful in our way and it's effortless yes it's still eff- actually no let's remove effortless because then we get into this space of oh everything should feel easy it should not feel easy everything is effort sometimes we're in flow and it feels effortless and I love states of flow but I'm still 
it's still hard work it's still effort I think that's the sort of myth of personal development and all of that stuff is that everything should feel effortless when you're in flow it feels effortless to get into flow but it's work it's effort let's uh let's re ugh, let's re-articulate what effortless is and what we should be striving for so playing that role not even playing being embodying that role ugh, loved it when I reconnected with it um after the pandemic um sort of going through this oh, soul juddering um healing process which has been really grueling and it's been very painful and the solitude has allowed for that i was alone a lot throughout the pandemic and it was a gift Uh, i didn't feel like it at the time and sometimes the solitude uh mostly is welcome and then other times I start to wonder, I start to uh, remember what it was when it felt incredibly lonely. And um, it gives you space to create, it gives you space to waste time on things like Clubhouse and social audio. It gives you space to uh, wander, declutter, online shop. Mm-hmm. But you need you need you need the time and the space, and if you have it and you get it and you're resisting it, don't really try not to. So I absolutely adored adored being married. I adored that role. I won't ever dismiss it. It's part of my core nature. Um, <laughs> there was a time when I I really struggled though with this sort of nurturing part of me. And then this very strong part of me. And there's a line. There's a line in my spoken word. Uh, spoken word project called Lehenga Polaroid. Which I recently. I recently um, read through again. Um, because it felt. It felt like it was time. It felt like it was time to revisit this. Um, because it was about feeling more authentic. I. I I was allergic to it the year that I thought I would deliver this piece of um, work. Um, it didn't feel like it was quite clicking. And I knew that it was perhaps done. The work was done. It was written, but it didn't need to be put out there. Or I just wasn't aligned enough to it. And recently I've felt much more aligned to it. It was incredible to read through it um, on a random morning and... I felt so completely um, just in sync with it. And so th- there's, um, I- I'm going to actually read a whole passage. Go for it, Serena. I'm going to read a whole passage. Part of it, actually, because there's some in it, some parts of it that won't make sense. Um, but But coming back to the point was how I felt almost uh confused like there's this part of me who is nurturing can be submissive 
actually not can be is submissive but there's also a a strength in me as well Uh, a vocal part of me there's that that part of me that jumps on this microphone and and decides to speak who is that am I going against my core nature am I confused should I not be this should I just be that and so there's a passage um it says dutifully supplying be modern not too modern be articulate in your opinion but it's not your turn be open-minded don't question too much chordo leave it keep growing in these limits under mind under mind under mind so just to rewind be modern not too modern be articulate in your opinion but it's not your turn be open-minded but don't question too much. It's a 12-minute monologue, spoken word monologue, um, that's sort of in play form. And so it was it was that. It was about, you know, me being a critical thinker, questioning things, but at the same time, um, also a spiritual, uh, even religious person who is... Um, sort of contemplates sort of faith and God daily, hourly, and who enjoys these roles that I play and that that are part of me, that are sort of part of my core values. And why should I just be one extreme? And, you know, we all know we are in this uh, time now in society where um, everything is so polarised everything messaging is identities are um, everything we do whether it's snapped for a social media app or for ourselves to share in a whatsapp group which is actually like social media as well it's all a reflection of who we are so we are constantly documenting who we are we are packaging ourselves for ourselves moment to moment day to day week to week and it continues to perpetuate reinforce this image and package that we have of ourselves of who we are and then it does not reconcile with these other facets these other parts of us and so that is a very amplified pronounced um, sort of state uh, condition of the things that I'm talking about which sort of started to come about for me before social media before this sort of amplified lens, magnified lens. And so at that time, it was a case of, yes, I work, but I also prioritise this. And so then I don't see friends in a bar because I don't really want to hang out in a bar. I would love it if friends came over for chai and I would cook for them and we could have a conversation uh, by the fire. But then I love to dance and I love to perform and let's go out and let's dance. I don't drink, let's dance. But I don't want to wear a costume like that when I'm performing because it doesn't fit who I am and what my values are yet I love movement and it comes so easy to me and choreography is so crucial and it's like medicine to me and what's also medicine to me is the holistic and alternative yoga um, arts and yet I don't want to be on social media in a leotard and I am not Hindu or any other type of uh, non-Muslim. So how can I reconcile all of these things? And 
And it wasn't that it, I struggled with this. It was that others struggled to fit me into a box that made sense for them. Hang on, Serena. So you've got to get home to cook for your husband. Oh, come on, girl. He can sort himself out. I want to, I want to cook for my husband. I want, I, I want to know that he's, um, feels that he's sort of cared for after he's finished work. Yes, I'm working as well, but he does things that I don't do at home and I do things that he doesn't do. And of course, you know, I could have that conversation. I've had that conversation where I'm out with the girls this week and you're out with the boys and you do your thing and I'll do my thing. And I don't need to, um, cook for him like I'm his mum but you see it's about a consideration and I think that's completely okay but then you see we get into debates and discussions oh so if you were late coming back do you expect him to cook for you no and that's where my values come in if I had planned my week the way I had planned it, and if I had prepped the way I had prepped, there would be food already there for me, which I would have prepped. Does it mean that he can't ever pick up a pan or a knife or a chopping board? Absolutely not. I welcome that, of course. But you see, my role in my household, in my family, is to be that planner prepper and to make sure that I'm on the ball with that because food is medicine it's healing we do it so many times in a day maybe just two times but even for those sort of even twice a day it's medicine it's contemplation while you're cooking it you're planning it you're praying over it you're consuming it whether alone without your phone or with someone else giving gratitude, it's special to me. And it's quite wifely, and I say that with a big smile. I would want my daughter and my nieces to appreciate this and not to look down on it, to not dismiss it or think that it is regressive in any way. Because you see, there are things that I would expect from my husband or from the men in my family. There are things that we could all do together that I can help out with and they help out with. To me, it balances out. It kind of sort of balanced out when I was married before, but we weren't a great match at all. So when I think about the future, I think about a personality match, I think about values and I think about determining the sort of roles that we would play in a relationship and it sounds calculated but it's not. How do you think communities, groups, households, families survive? How are they to operate without some kind of agreement, system, thought, intention, being intentional, of course you have fun, of course there's spontaneity, but I'm not a solo person living alone without any commitments to anybody else. That's not the life I want. 
I want commitments to others. I want others to have expectations of me. I want to be part of that sort of community family framework. And I want that role to be, you know, I, I, I want a role in that. And I appreciate that now much more than before. You see, this kind of uh, thinking became demonized. We all grew up in sort of these traditional families. Mine wasn't that traditional, but there are traditional values, which you could say are conservative values. I would say they're more moderate. And we fought against them because we were told that this is from the dark ages. It's very, what's the word? There was backward, that's it, backward thinking. Of course, I would say, you know, let's just say I had brothers and I don't have brothers, but the brothers were only allowed to go to university and me, my my sisters and I weren't. Yes, that's backward. Um, I would not say, I I would say, let's say um, I got married to somebody and they didn't want me to work at all or have any kind of purpose or outlet of my own. Yes, that's backward for me. For me, that's backward. That doesn't work for me unless I had five children with this person and we lived in a very busy household and there were other things that I had to have to manage. I personally would not be able to and I wouldn't want a nanny <laughs> in that situation. I've never had a nanny for my one child who feels like three children. And only a special needs parent will understand this when I say this. But I've never had a nanny. I've barely had childcare. The only support I have is when she visits her father, which has only been in recent years. So, for me, if I was to have a big family with lots of girls, lots of girls, lots of kids, there's no way I would be thinking about working. But if I'm the personality that I am, then... I would have an outlet. I would need an outlet and I would make sure I'd get my three to six hours per week for that outlet. I would be listening to music with my children. (laughs) I would have a home studio and I would grab the mic whenever I got the chance. Kind of like I do now where I create in stolen time. I'd figure out, I'd figure out a way. Remember, children grow up and they become independent. Even my child with her own sort of, sort of unique, complex needs and she's still very dependent there's still space, space happens, it happens, so there doesn't need to be this sort of desperation to like want to get out of that, but you're in it, because you wanted it, surely, you wanted to be a mother, you wanted to have a family life, let's all play our role, (gasps) this sounds so regressive, but it's not, because it's, to me, it sounds stable, it sounds safe, it sounds secure, it sounds harmonious, it sounds steady, it sounds, it sounds quite, I would say, safe and uh, nurturing because people are playing their role, everyone's role is needed, everyone is valued. Now, of course, there are exceptions examples where it doesn't matter what the who you know what the values are the setup is not is not um i would say positive i'm not going to get into equal and equality but it's not a positive one 
it's not fair you know people are not being you know people in sort of family units i'm not saying a family unit traditional family unit is ideal is is the only no no no. i'm not saying it's perfect what i'm saying is that of course there are going to be examples and of course there are sort of those sort of cases where people are not treated fairly in whatever the setup is so i'm i'm not being this sort of like oh everyone women stop working just stay at home with your apron, cook all day, wait for your husband to come home. Because I've already painted more than one or two or three scenarios where I'm I, I'm not. I'm not spouting that at all. But why are we demonizing it? Why are we demonizing it? Why can't that be our base camp? Why can't that be where I anchor myself? And why can't why is it not okay? Why is it not okay for us to have those kinds of gender roles I just got the topic uh, the title for this topic for this episode gender roles because as soon as we say gender we know the times that we are living in it's become it becomes problematic because it's not taking into account other ways of living it's not inclusive according to others and social commentary and everything that's been spoken about and even even content that's actually being shared with children and education and my child even shares with me it's not inclusive in that paradigm but it makes sense in mine it makes sense in mine and 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 this is my sort of wish and hope and desire for my daughter and my nieces and their generations is that i hope they don't feel demonized for wanting to live according to their values and 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 what it is that they appreciate uh, that, that that makes them happy in building a family or not so this isn't necessarily a critique on other family setups other values that are non-traditional this is saying let's not demonize the traditional in an effort to try and make things equitable in an effort to get fair and equal pay and treatment and all those kinds of things let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater because actually something works and I, and I had a good long conversation about the traditional family unit on a podcast on clubhouse which is social audio which is a social audio app quite popular one now and uh, and I talked about this I talked about um not experimenting with children Let's not experiment with children in order to sort of see what else can work because I think that's reckless. And then I received a lot of, um, of, of course, many rebuttals with stats showing the sort of nuclear family, traditional family setup failing. Of course, I've already covered this. I've already said this. Of course, there's going to be exceptions. Of course, there's going to be people failing. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves in wh- whichever value system. People are going to mess up. 
that's human nature. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't make it the fault of the value system. Not always. It doesn't have to be. There's so many debates that can happen and have happened and are happening right now on this. I'm not an academic. I'm here as like a, I don't know, a lifestyle podcaster um, about sort of content creation and living a creative life, a contemplative life. Um, can't even say the word contemplative contemplative uh, life where it's about reflecting on life and creativity and it's even been about music um in the past but well what I really wanted to sort of start to share more is that why are we being shamed or why are we being rejected or why are we rejecting our own values the ones that we that actually help us to to feel joy and purpose, things that actually make us feel much more authentic and allow us to sort of show up for others and for ourselves. What's wrong with that? It's just really weird. We're getting these really weird, um, (laughs) I'm going to sound so old school, but there's these uh, scenarios where, you know, being hyper independent is so encouraged and not showing up for family because everyone's toxic and um, yet like stapping yourself, um, donating, volunteering for all kinds of charity and uh, I'm going to say it, charity begins at home, but it does, it begins with you, it begins with your sort of immediate, um, your loved ones, whether your friends or your family, it's it's right there and then it's the inconvenient, So it's, it's very convenient to go and donate and sort of volunteer and snap yourself and write it on your list of things and then, you know, come back to your hyper-independent life. Um, but it's not, you see, it's not convenient and it's not Instagrammable content to show up for loved ones when it's very um, hard for you and it's out of your comfort zone and it pushes you out of your comfort zone and you feel very emotional and tired and drained and there's no applause. There's no likes for it. None whatsoever. But let me tell you how meaningful it is. Because then when I doubt myself, I know that I've done my best. I showed up for my child who had a toddler-like tantrum when she's nearly 11. I know that I am sort of showing up and I'm out of my comfort zone and I am doing something really meaningful because it's not easy and I am challenging myself and it's not self-serving and then I'll look forward to getting getting to serve myself part of serving myself is spitting on this mic but you know what I mean actually coming and speaking this is an outlet this is serving me this is one of my needs my need is to build something that's reflective and meaningful um, as part of my own legacy yes a woman can have her legacy that's part of mine I'm not I'm not saying that I should be uh, hidden in the back somewhere not being seen or heard because that's that, that's that's what a woman does so so f- for for many they're going to say that um 
oh, so Serena, you're not quite traditional, you're not quite conservative, you're sort of like, it makes sense, you're sort of moderate in some ways, or perhaps you don't make sense, it sounds like you're all over the place, but it, it works for me, it's beginning to work for me, and so well, it didn't work for me before because I was judging myself harshly in the way that I just pretended others would be, and then as we know, it doesn't matter what other people think and, and sort of what they think of us because they're really not spending that time thinking about us you know we're spending all of our time worrying about what other people think about us and about how we think about us it depends on how they think about us and round and round and round and round, and round we go and gets us absolutely nowhere when really they just want us to be happy because p- people just generally want happiness and if they know you or if they care about you they want you to be happy um as long as you agree on your politics, right? <laughs> because it's hard to not to be on a different political spectrum these days. Um, and you just can't <laughs> get on with anyone in your family or friend net sort of circle if you have a very polarised view. It's really hard. It is so, so difficult now. <laughs> you know, with this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial... It says, like, whoever's watching it is now, like, a legal professional. But, like, <laughs> I feel like everyone is a, um, a health professional and, a, like, a, a vaccination expert. Now everyone is also a social activism um, expert. And everyone is also now um, a legal expert because they've watched the Johnny Depp <laughs> heard Amber Heard trial. It, it is quite funny. I'm... I'm, I'm you'll chuckle about it because it's like <laughs> everyone it's I know it's human nature because we all consume things and um and then we feel we we well, we are really knowledgeable <laughs> but we don't know Jack because we haven't put in the hours the 10,000 hours or however long it is to become a qualified anything and so it just makes people so incredibly like so ramped up that they are ready to spit facts and rebuttals at you over the dinner table because they heard a great podcast episode or they memorized everything they just read in a blog or they read that one article and then spoke about it with somebody on Clubhouse and now they are uh, an academic. Um, it's uh, it's funny. It's fu- you got to laugh at yourself. you got to laugh at each other because, you know, other people are a reflection of us. See yourself in other people. That way you sort of like do less of the othering and then you don't other yourself either. But that's another episode called Being the Other and Othering Ourselves for another time I didn't mean to do that um there are so many things within this episode that I have said that I want to delve deeper into that I want to perhaps come a little bit more prepared for and I'm happy to I don't normally speak about gender roles and I don't normally speak about any of this because it's been very um I would say I've just been very cautious as a content creator, but I, in my slightly older age now, in my early 40s, I am I am I'm beginning to appreciate the importance of having a voice that others 
can benefit from. Before it was about entertain entertaining myself, a fun hobby, um, and now it's it feels like it's uh, it's less about sort of just fun, and it's uh, it's uh, part of a something bigger. It's it's got to be more meaningful, um, and so perhaps now as I'm much more clear on sort of my values um but also the things that I'm sort of seeking and wanting um I'm beginning to sort of get much more clarity on where I sit with things when I am observing them listening to them watching them just seeing sort of life unfold and that gives me some opinions that I'm ready to share and speak on and I guess that's what's happening so so as I sort of begin to crystallize myself um my view on things are sort of my views on things are, are beginning to form more in an authentic way and I feel like I have a bit more clarity that I'm able to then speak on things rather than just observe and facilitate those conversations I am feeling much more inclined to sort of contribute to those conversations and so I dare say I I, I think that there will be a real shift now with this podcast with life vocabulary and I um I'm just going to get ready for the ride and I would love you to be on that ride with me and participate even if you've disagreed with everything I've said in this episode that's cool I'm going to make sure I save this um thank you so much for tuning in again to the weekly episodes on life the life vocabulary podcast I stuffed that up but it's fine if you want to know more about me come to serenahussein.com links are everywhere and uh, I was going to do a an album reaction a lyrical reaction um, it was f- about the Kend- Kendrick Lamar the, the new Kendrick Lamar project and whilst I don't agree with his politics and I don't see him his sort of sort of like I don't see things in the same way as he does I was appreciating it from a creative view and so I might still do that but sort of the time is of the essence and school runs have to be done and then sort of health has to be done health has to be done I mean mental health has to be done and then work and everything else so let's see if I have time for it but um, for now I'm going to continue to crystallize uh, be much more authentic and um, get much more articulate on my views and uh, come and uh, speak about them over here I appreciate you so much. Please continue to follow and support wherever I um, show up online for you. Um, And do consider coming along to my Instagram, which is where I'm probably the most active. Um, If not, then serenahussein.com or YouTube. Of course, YouTube. Thank you again. Um, I wonder if I could leave you with a question. What do you want? And you don't have to answer it. But if you just sort of ask yourself, what do you want? And just sort of let things unfold. I blogged about it this morning. What do you want? What do I want? And just leave it like that. Um, what What's going on there is that when we're asking ourselves a question, life and its happenings just tend to sort of unfold answers for us. And if we do this more, I think, rather than having to strategize everything and figure things out immediately, um, perhaps we can sort of tap into our intuition more and I blogged about that as well so let me know what you think about that sort of closing 
question what do I want ask yourself that leave it there and just carry on having your coffee your tea whatever it is you are doing take care and I'll be back with more life recovery content